0: Hey, hey, welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I love it that you're here today. Thank you so much for being a listener and for being a citizen of Insurance Town and hanging out with us today. Today, we've got my man, Pete Moore, who comes in from outside the industry, from way up in Canada, eh? And I I love this conversation Uh, Because we get into a lot of things. He and I have a lot of synergy in some of the things that I coach and I teach and I talk to agents about in the insurance industry. And he works with entrepreneurs all over the country and all over Canada and you know whatnot and and teaching some of the same principles. So we kind of go back and forth and nerd out a little bit on what he calls the five piece. Uh start off with four and then he added another one just yesterday. You know, we were talking about it and So, and he's got a book coming out um, that he wanted to share with me about and talk to you about. And so I wanted him to be able to do so. I I loved his five Ps that we talk about, and it really synergizes what we've been talking about on this show and what I talk about through my clients and whatnot. And so it was just a lot of fun. Um, You know, this show could not be possible without my sponsors over at Smart Choice. They are the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They have no lengthy contracts no upfront fees, and they have bonus and contingency sharing. Uh, that's what makes them so unique. And and the fact that they want to help you to be a better agency, whether it's negotiating higher commissions or lowering the, the premium thresholds and the volume commitments that you have to have to get contracts with these carriers, whether you need one or 10 or a hundred contracts, call Smart Choice. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Check it out. They're a great fit for you. I just know it. Also want to talk to you about my friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Uh, They do a phenomenal job and they've been a game changer for so many agencies. Go to usecanopy.com. And go to backslash Heath, check out the discount, get a demo, look at the video uploaded. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty proud of myself for it. But uh, on to the show today, uh, Pete Moore, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Pete Moore. Pete Moore, my main man. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm great. It's great to be here with you, Heath. I appreciate it. That is awesome.
0: Yeah, as you heard in the intro, I am here with Pete Moore who is uh, the founder of Simplifying Entrepreneurship. And what I love the most, he's got a great podcast that's simply called Simplifying Entrepreneurship.
1: So he makes things easy. (laughs) That's Uh, the goal. You doing all right today? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, Having a great day and looking forward to our conversation here, Heath. Yeah, for sure. You know,
0: we started off, you know, the conversation earlier off air talking about uh, this instrument behind you. Uh, Yeah. I called it a ukulele. No, what did I call it? Ukulele, Uh, yeah. Ukulele. And you say it's actually a what? Mandolin, a mandolin, and so for me in the South, that may make sense, you know, to have you know fiddling around on your front porch with your mandolin or your ukulele or your fiddle, whatever. But
1: it's uh, you're in. I played in a bluegrass band for years, Heath, uh, and that's the instrument I played. In and I've recorded several CDs. I've traveled down uh, playing playing bluegrass festivals in in your area and that sort of stuff. Uh, it's part of my past, and I still love to play bluegrass. Just uh, not doing it as much these days as I used to.
0: Oh, that is probably one of my favorite types of music. I know that sounds you know different, but. I do. Uh, and again, I, I don't know if you listen to, but I'm a, I'm a huge like Mumford and Sons fan. And yeah. So yeah. Know,
1: they're great. Mumford.
0: Um, you know, Jonah and the Lion. I don't know if you listen to anyway, there's a bunch of those. I just, uh, I really dive into more of a newer, but I love that kind of music. So that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. So I do
1: something other than just work Heath. Right. A hundred percent. And that's
0: what we're going to get into today. Uh, And that's what I wanted to bring you on is, you know, we've discussed in the past, you know, what you do with entrepreneurs. And one of the things that stuck out to me was, you know, uh, you asked, you know, what do you truly want? You know, that's one of the things you go through with people of what do you want your business to bring you? and What do you want? But before we get into that, let's just you're getting me ahead of my game here. Pete. (laughs) I I haven't even talked yet. (laughs) I know. I'm getting excited, bro. So here's what we're gonna do, Pete. I want you to take a walk down memory lane with me. Yeah. Tell me who you are. Let my audience know who the heck you are, and sure. we'll go from there. Yeah.
1: So I, I won't give you the uh, the 51 year history, but. Basically, uh, you know, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, Heath. I've always done my own thing. I've worked for somebody else for about six months of my entire life. Uh, My dad's best friend, his name was Pete too, and uh, great business, good guy, love him, all that stuff. But at the same time, I realized it just wasn't for me. And you know, I think we anybody who's an entrepreneur goes through those sort of phases where it's just like I just can't do this anymore, and I've rendered myself virtually unemployable over the last, you know almost 30 years now uh, because I've just always done my own thing. I've had lots of different businesses. I had a cleaning company that we bought, grew from 30 clients to 300. I had a bathroom renovation company that we had for 15 years and we did all sorts of you know, work for almost all the major landlords in, in the city and all this stuff, had multiple trucks on the road, was a business broker buying and selling, helping people buy and sell businesses, which is where I found a business that I still own almost 12 years later, uh, which is called Shootopia. So I'm a, I'm a footwear Retailer as well. I have a couple of of, uh, shoe stores here in Canada and uh, in Ontario, and they're called Shootopia. So I'm living that. I'm still owning and operating businesses there. I've got a couple of other things on the go too, and uh, I love. This, which is my business called simplifying entrepreneurship, where I'm having these conversations on whether it be on a podcast or, or uh, on a stage or with one-on-one with actual entrepreneurs, which is what I truly love to do. And having conversations around business, how we can improve our business. You know, We get in business because we want to have a better life. And, you know, one of the things we talked about to Heath is that, you know, you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And if you're feeling like your business is owning you, then it's time to make some change. And I mean, that's this idea of frustration to freedom. Like, what can we do to move the ball ahead so that I can actually start enjoying some of the freedoms of being in business and, and you know, being an entrepreneur and being an owner I knew I signed up to that one year ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, but maybe I'm not there and where I thought I would be. So how do I get through that? And and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's one of the things a lot of
0: my listeners are either insurance agents. And I know you're not yeah. in this space directly, but insurance agents, or we have a lot of insure tech um, that kind of yep. goes around that. We have a lot of those listeners. And then we have some carrier partners and some entrepreneurs in that you know, way that are involved in that and some different areas there. So I think you can speak a lot of truth to a lot of those type of people. Oh, yeah. Which I appreciate. Uh, and so one of the things you talked about was again turning those frustrations into freedoms. And yeah, so uh, talk to me a little bit about that, how you came to that, what that looks like. And I you know I got I got the two-minute rundown earlier, yeah. but I want to broaden that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show uh, to talk to my audience about.
1: Yeah, I love it, I love it. And you know, um, first of all when we when it's pretty easy to think of the frustrations that you have in your business right now but it's not always something on top of mind what the freedoms are that we want right We don't always think about those. We kind of think about them in passing. But when was the last time you actually sat down, put pen and paper and listed out the things that you truly want out of your life? What's your 25 year future look like? And as the business owner or as the leader of your business, this is something that you need to have in full clarity all the time. So, you know, I bucketize these things. What do you want out of your health? What do you want out of your wealth? What do you want your mission, your purpose, your guiding principles to be? What do you want for your relationships, both personally and professionally? What do you want to do with your leisure time? Do you even have any leisure time? What do you want to do with your leisure time? You know, those kind of things we need to outline and lay these things out because the idea of turning your frustrations into freedoms is that once you understand what it is that you want from your life, then Underneath that, we build the business and structure the business to deliver it.
0: Yeah, I think when well, you hit on something there that it struck with me personally, as I've been building this podcast and I've gotten involved in the business I've been involved in. And um, now that I'm over at agency performance partners, one of the things I deal with is that leisure time you talk about. And we talked earlier about the instruments that you play. And you're like, you yeah. said something that it was like, you got to have some you know, some hobbies, some interests, some things you do outside of work. Yeah. And some people listen to this, including myself you could find yourself so wrapped up in work and at night you're checking your emails and you're looking at your LinkedIn and you're figuring out this and that. That's a struggle for all of us. The struggle is is. real,
1: bro. It is. It's real for me too. So don't, don't get me wrong. It's like, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not living this thing to the T, but I right. understand when I'm in a season of busyness or when I'm in a season that I'm not as busy so that I can take it. And I've got to structure around time. And it's called free time, focus time, and flex time. So understanding and planning for your free time, understanding and planning for your focus time. And you use your flex time to either make the free time or the focus time even better. And you know, I learned that um from uh Dan Dan. Dan Sullivan from strategic coach years ago. And I, I, I try to do that as much as I can truly understanding where my free time is, where my focus time is and, and spending that flex time, which is, you know, and not, not sort of crossing the barriers around that you want to keep them separate as possible and chunk those periods of time so that you're, you're understanding that. I mean, it's interesting because most people, you know, get two days a week off right? You get yeah. Saturday and Sunday off or whatever the case is. And you get two weeks holidays, three weeks holidays, four weeks holidays, depending on your seniority and your your all of this sort of stuff. But most entrepreneurs don't even take a hundred days off a year. And that's not even two days, like 52 weeks is 104. Most people aren't even doing that. Most entrepreneurs.
0: You know, it's funny. There's this huge thing right now of uh, having unlimited time off because people yeah. have figured out that yeah. if you give people that 20 days off a yeah. year, they're gonna make sure they take every single one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And if you give this, you know, freedom to have, you know, unlimited time off, people we found people don't. Yeah. And they'll work harder and they'll dive in. So I don't know if that's the most healthiest of new things that's out there right now, but it's something that's talked about a lot in our industry. Yeah. And I'm sure in other industries you work with, but again, I, I think that's a a, a real problem uh, that people yeah. are having. And I, I think it's interesting that you bring that up, especially talking into, you know, a space that maybe you don't deal with every day, but it is something that, because insurance agents are entrepreneurs too. And we, yep. we're small business owners and we're the, you know, the, the backbone of so many small cities and small towns. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that it's a real struggle.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I work with insurance agents and lawyers and all sorts of different professionals. This is not unique to nope. any, this is, this is an entrepreneurial thing. And, and from that perspective, whether you're a retailer like me, I mean, we're open seven days a week in retail, but that doesn't mean... Everybody doesn't get their couple of days off and all this other stuff. I mean, we just take them at different times and what have you. You structure around your time, not based on Saturday or Sunday, but based on free days. And you know, this is this is the kind of thing that you know, laying some structure into your schedule and setting up focus time and a lot of this sort of thing. We can, I mean, that's another whole episode, I think, Keith. But uh, there's there's all sorts of clarity and confusion and sort of things that blend in there and communication issues that that happen.
0: Do you do that through time blocking or are you doing that through like calendar blocking? Like certain days you do this and certain days you do that. That's one of the things that we teach a little bit is, you know, and we talk about is, you know, being organized with your time management and and having, you there's several different ways you can do it by time blocking Yeah. or every Friday I'm going to do this, every Tuesday I'm doing this. What are you, what are you getting at there with your system?
1: Oh my gosh. Like I said, we could talk for hours on this. Um, so how do I do it? Uh, I, I block my free days, focus days, and flex days. Uh, I, I lay them out. You know, we're having a podcast today. Um, I, I, Typically, do podcasts on certain days. I do meetings on certain days. I do, you know, a lot of different things. E- even within my time, I'm blocking off those days within, you know, uh, parameters of one hour chunks, and sometimes even going down to modulate that into twenty minute chunks, uh, depending on what I'm trying to do and focusing and and taking certain things. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to do marketing, then I want to do marketing on Monday morning. I don't want to do I don't want to do 20 minutes of marketing Monday, 20 minutes on Tuesday afternoon. I want to block it all together, stay focused, stay in this time zone, turn off all my notifications. I mean, just we can literally have a whole conversation around. Yeah, that. yeah.
0: So it's just it's dedicated intentional time. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, and you know, prospecting is something you want to do. Maybe every Tuesday and Wednesday, you're out prospecting. Yeah. You know, every you know, Thursday. You're doing follow ups every Monday. You're doing, like you said, marketing and meetings and whatnot. Yep. You can get cute with it, do some alliterations with it, yep. uh, whatever it takes. But is that what kind of where you're at? I think a lot yep. of agents can um, relate to that. Insurance it's, one
1: and, it's one of the P's. Uh, well, it's one of the P's. It's process.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the things I do want to get into is um, you've got a new you know it was four piece and yeah now we're going to five piece yeah and so uh it's funny saying pee that many times uh, <laughs> but it makes me have to pee right now but that's all right i'm drinking a lot of coffee we're gonna run i'm having my coffee. water <laughs> right yeah so um anyhow and hell i may just say talk about the five p's i may go pee and then come back and you'll probably still be going
1: yeah man i can i, I, can, I can ramble about it <laughs>
0: No, I'm playing. I'm going to stay right here with you because I've already taken a whole bunch of notes. Um, awesome. You can't see the camera audience, but you know, this guy's yeah you know, really hit me. And so I thought it might. So we decided to hit record. Good. So talk to me when you talk about the these P's. Yeah. First of all, tell me where you started with that, with the four P's and what yeah. how that developed before you get yeah. into what they are. And yeah. then we'll dive into what they are a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. So the original four P's, uh, very quickly, product, process, people, and profit. And those, if you look at your business and all four of those aspects, you're going to reduce your frustration and you're going to increase your freedom. But all four of those relate back to this added P that I kind of, as I'm writing this book around turning your frustrations into freedoms, I've added this because it's in almost every conversation. How are you delivering your promise? The fifth P and the one that you start with, really. So, after you've done your homework, you know what you want out of your life, you know what you want out of your business. Then you're starting to take your business and craft it to deliver back up to you what you want out of your life. And it starts with the promise of your business. What is the promise of your business? I can tell you in footwear, for my footwear stores, whenever somebody comes in, we've got four words that deliver our promise. We want you to look great. And feel fantastic. So it's on the walls. All my team knows. All of Our decisions, our marketing, all the different stuff. When we go to buy footwear, that's what we are thinking about. We're thinking about is this going to make them look great and feel fantastic? And and how can you capture that in all sorts of different ways? How does it smell? How does it taste? How does it feel? All of these different things. So when I look at look great and feel uh, fantastic, here's how I here's how I uh, capture that. If you're thinking about how you can and capture your promise, so one would be when they stand in front of the mirror. And they have the pair of shoes on and they're looking at themselves and they're saying, hmm, I look pretty good. Then we've done our job. Right. So that's look. That's look good. Feel great is when you're standing there in front of the mirror, you close your eyes and you're going, "Ah, oh, those feel awesome. So if I can deliver the look great and feel fantastic, give them the ooh and the ah, then I've got the aha, which means I've delivered my promise. So in nine letters, ooh, ah, and aha, I've delivered my promise. They're gonna walk out of my shoe store and look back at the sign and say, you know what, that shoe store, Shootopia, it's my favorite shoe store.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. Uh, and that same thing that we talk about in the insurance industry is what is your, you know, what's your deliverable? What do you, what do, you do? What's your value proposition to say- You gotta have it. You know, and most people- you know, I and I harp on my audience about this a lot. Most people, when you ask them what differentiates them from the next agent or what's what's their thing, they say customer service. And that drives yeah. me crazy because everybody says the you're the best at customer service. Yeah. But if you have a specific value prop, uh, maybe it's a specific niche that you talk to, or maybe it's a specific uh, area of expertise. Maybe even as a specific, maybe you're the best at workers' compensation or you're the best at general liability or you build your business around being the best property insurer in the country or whatever it may be. But I do believe you've got to find your value prop and what that is and how you do that. And then take it further. Let's say going back to your five P's and I'm going to relate this to the insurance industry a minute. As I'm talking to my audience, maybe yours is, you know, you're the best at customer service because of your own five P's, whatever that may be, we're going to do, we're going to deliver you, whatever that looks like. I think you're right on something here. I'm glad you've added this to your your peas and you bumped it all the way to the top. It's the number one. And Where like you starts. said earlier, every single thing circles around that promise.
1: Yeah. I love so, that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna frame this in one other way: promise. And think about it in this way. Okay, I'm down. What is the problem that your customer or client? is experiencing, what is the solution that you offer that's uniquely different to anybody else, and how does their life look like after they use your solution to fix their problem? If you can do that, so the problem is that entrepreneurs feel overwhelmed, they're tired, they're you know, all work, so they've got all these frustrations. The solution is, hey, we've got systems and frameworks and and things that can get your thinking around how to change these things, so that you can have your time back and live a better life. So think about all of those things in the those three easy compartments. What's the problem you're solving? So I'm 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 a uh, you know a farm insurance company, and we look after machinery specific you know insurance. Okay, that's the problem. So they're gonna. So you already know who you're gonna market to. You already know what you're. And what's the solution? Well, actually, we have the best process. It's the fastest turnaround time. We can get your quote back within the very same day. That's uniquely ours because nobody else can do that. So that. They can make the better decision based on the price, based on their needs, based on all this other stuff. When you're, we're compacting it, we're, we're putting in all these different things together. We're giving them the best solution that they can possibly come up with in the quickest manner so they can make a decision because everybody has a problem making decisions. We want to make decisions easier. So we want to make them more simple, right? Doesn't matter whether it's for us or for our clients. We want to make the decision as easy as pie for them so that their life. They don't have to worry about insurance for another year. They they know they've got the right product. They know they're looked after. They have peace of mind when they go to sleep at night that if anything happens, if there's a barn fire, if there, you know, any anything going on, you're looked after and I have peace of mind. I'm getting the right deal for the right price. If you can lay that out, problem, solution, life after, then you're on your way to delivering your promise. You know what that means. We're at a mid-roll.
0: And guys, I want to talk to you about my friends over at CoverDesk. They do a phenomenal job with virtual assistants. If you're looking uh, to add staff or to grow in 2022, this might be an option for you. And it very well could be something that would be a game changer for your agency or for your company. They're trained in our space. These virtual assistants come out of the Philippines and uh, they... Know our industry. They know what we do. They know they've been through the training. And Andy has done a great job of putting in the protection and security around it so you can feel safe with your stuff going through and everything else. It's phenomenal. Cover Desk is the place to go for virtual assistance. And they also have Cover Desk Direct to help you with quoting or for projects that you have or to do book rolls or to do things like that. They do a great job on that as well reach out to CoverDesk. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell them that the mayor sent you and uh, you'll be so proud that you did. Also, couldn't go without talking about agency performance partners. There is a new course that they are launching. Uh, It's probably already launched by the time you've heard this episode. And uh, there's some special pricing going on right now. If you're a listener of my show, uh, use the word Heath and uh, get your discount on that. January 15th is when that launched and it's on hiring onboarding and retaining your staff. And, uh, Kelly and her team do a great job every quarter coming out with new courses and new things going on. Uh, make sure you check this one out uh, go and order this one. Go to agency Check it out. And, uh, they, they'll do a great job. You'll be so proud that you did now back to the show. Yeah, I like that. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, we deal with in the insurance industry is, you know, we all, as you're in the shoe industry, we all sell the same thing. We yeah. all have the same, you know, product. Yeah. So again, going back to that, and I love, you know, as we get into this, I'm going to guide you to your second P we talked about before, yeah. but yeah. just because we have the same product, you have the same shoes, yeah. you know, that somebody else may have, yeah, is that the right shoe for that foot, you know, is my product that I'm trying to sell the right product? for that customer and yeah. um you know and I, I stole your thunder on what your second p is so how bad i right. asked you to do it to me and i did it to you so my fault
1: but i already laid so, the out earlier we're good <laughs> say what oh yeah you did like I, I said you're them right. quick earlier <laughs> you're right you're right so you got to pass product. buddy you got to pass
0: <laughs> yeah so no, that's good so another p but anyway the the product you know making sure that's the right product yeah just because you sell, you know, this product or that product doesn't mean it may fit with that customer or in that niche that you're with. And, you know, um, and I don't know the first thing, okay, other than I wear shoes. But just because Nikes are cool, it may not work for that person's foot because they don't, Nikes aren't usually a wide. So maybe it doesn't fit a wide foot or exactly, maybe a lot of times my, in a Nike, I wear like a size 13. Normally I yeah. wear like a 12. So, I mean, they run small. There's different things there. And again, I don't want to get into shoes necessarily yeah. on an interesting podcast, but you yeah. know, be the right fit for my foot.
1: It has to be. And and the pro the product that you're selling in the insurance industry has to be the right fit for that. You have it has to deliver your promise in a way it has to align with your ideal customer. It has to give them a better life. Everybody buys a better life. Yep. Everybody buys a better life. The reason they're buying insurance is because they don't want the worry, the headache, the hassles, all those things. They want to be insulated from frustration down the road. So you're actually, in selling insurance, you're selling them freedom or the thought of freedom, not having to deal with that frustration.
0: Yeah, because we can't put that insurance policy on our feet. I mean, we can, but it'd be weird. Yeah. You know, it's an intangible, it's a piece of yep. paper. So what you're selling, like you said, is that freedom? Is that mindset? Is that, yep. okay, I could go to bed at night knowing that if yep. I have a total fire, my business is covered. Yep. Or if someone comes onto my property, trips and falls and busts their head open, I've got general liability to cover it. If this or that happens, I'm good. So yeah, you're exactly right. So you got to make sure that product matches up.
1: And it uh, it has to, you know, from, we talked a little bit earlier before we hopped online about this idea of the 80-20 rule, right? So really take a look at your products. 80% of the products that you're servicing every day, all that stuff, that's your core business. And that's awesome. Maybe 70, 80% of it, but 10% of it probably needs to go. There's probably products that uh, often they're legacy products that you've had and you just say, well, we've always done that. Well, who yeah. cares if you've always done it? If it doesn't make you money, if it takes too much time, if it, does, it doesn't deliver your promise as good as some of the new products do, it's time for it to depart. Let it go. And then yep. the other 10 or 20%, depending on where you're sitting, is always looking in the future for the next thing that you can make into that 70 chunk, 70% or 80% chunk in the middle. That's going to be your next core product. That's going to deliver your promise even better than the past. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be better. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be faster. All of these different things that are going to... Um, enable your customer to get it in an easier way so that their life is better and so that the decision that they have to think about when they need to purchase this is really a no-brainer it's just like yes
0: yep yeah I, I love it uh, I think that that's a, a thing that I think we all need to hear no matter what industry it is and so that being said you already dove in a little bit about process but talk yeah. to us a little bit about the process about the yeah. third
1: piece yeah yeah the third yeah yeah so third old third new fourth <laughs> so, yeah there you yeah go. The, oh yeah the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all over
0: the place. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's all Probably. it's all good. It's it. I mean, it doesn't matter how what level you put these in. It's just the idea of getting your thinking around your thinking on all of these different components, and the process is such an important piece. This is the way that you're going to reduce your frustration. Yeah. All of the processes in your business, from you know uh, reaching out to a customer, you know, from marketing. From, from actually taking that discovery call, from taking the person through the process call, from you know, guiding them into the right products, to enabling them um, to buy the product. Once they've bought it, how are you following up? What's that process involved? What's the process involved in hiring people firing people, you know, all of the things, all of the components of your business have processes. The most important thing is that most of them are up in the employers or in the entrepreneur's head and not actually written down properly. And nobody else knows the process. And that's, that's the issue. Yep. It's like, and yeah, it's
0: yeah. That whole, you know, in our language, you know, maybe in the shoe world too, but it's that customer experience and yeah. what that looks like and that process of how that works. That's one of the things that I talk to agents about every single day of, yeah. Okay. Once Pete Moore buys insurance from you, what's next? Yeah, What happens after week two? What happens yeah. after week one? What happens on yeah. week six? Yeah. What happens after six months of being with you, that that customer experience that makes him want to stay with you? Because at renewal, he's going to have five other agents knocking on his door saying, hey, I want your business, Pete. You know, you come over here and do this because I got these five promises I'm going to do for you. But if you've stayed in front of them, if you've given them a good customer experience, they're not going anywhere. Or in your case, if they stand in front of the mirror and say, dang, I look good in these shoes and I feel good in these shoes, they're gonna keep coming back to shoot. Yep. Yep. So it's one of those things that I think the process, you're exactly right. That's something I preach a lot, especially now. Um, you know, in my in my coaching career with agents and you know, getting through those processes. What does that look like? How yep. many touch points? You know, what what kind of emails do you send it? What automation do you do? What kind of technology do you have to enhance? that experience so i love this p the third or fourth whichever one yeah. um and in their agency the agency that you're with or the company you're with that process could be number one it doesn't matter like you said what order just as long as they're there and i think the biggest you know for me when you're talking about process and talking about these other Ps, you know one of the biggest things that i want you to get into next is the people part of that you yeah. talk about hiring yeah and you have to have the right people in the right seats i yeah. saw back there you got traction Man, um big time had your head there yeah, I did um I love
1: that.
0: 100%. There it is. Yeah. is. Traction. You talk about the people. And I've talked about this on my podcast before, having the right people in the right yeah. seats to take yeah. care of those processes and those promises yeah. and that product. So talk to me a little bit about that, how you came up with that part of your PE yeah. and go from there with me.
1: Sure. Yeah. So the P is called people. And I lay out people in three different ways. One is the right client. So your ideal client is you know, they're part of your people. Then the number two is your team. Like we were just talking about who, you know, the right team members. And then three is the right outsource partners, the right Policy providers, you know, anybody else that's helping you deliver your back to your promise. Any anybody else that's helping you be a piece of that promise that you're delivering to your clients, those are all part of your people. And when we look at people, uh, you know, we take any back to traction, love traction, by the way, that's why it's there. Uh, and I love the idea in particular around an accountability chart. So it's not an organizational chart, it's an accountability chart because people are accountable for what it is that they're doing. When you set up the systems, you set these people. The right butt in the right seat, basically, that idea behind that is that there aren't two people in there. There's only one. There's one person in charge of these different areas of your business. And whenever anything happens, that's the person that needs to be gone to and talked to and worked through and all these different things. That's the person that holds that accountability seat. And every decision should be made in your organization at the lowest possible level on that organizational chart to remove as much frustration from the owner or manager as possible.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I love it. Uh, I think uh, you're exactly right. I love that you start, you know, ideal client, ideal staff, you know, you go through all of those things with the people. And I think that's huge, because that's one of the things that goes back to, in my opinion, and what I talk to agents about, going back to that promise, yeah. what's your value proposition? And that also goes into who's your ideal client?
1: Yeah. And how do you
0: serve those people? Which again goes into all your Ps, you know, of what's your process to get to that ideal client to serve on that promise? You know, I I think the way you put this really speaks to a lot of things that we've talked about in this podcast before, but to put it in those five P's that may be easier for somebody to remember, I love it. Um, because you're backing up a lot of things that we've been talking about on this show for two years now. And uh, you know, I want to talk about that, you know, some more. That's why I wanted to have you on. So thank yeah. you. So much for that. And then, you know, going back in, okay, why are we in business? And that's to make a profit. So you talked yeah. about your fifth, fourth P, yeah, yeah old four new five yeah. Yeah. <laughs> being profit. Um, yeah. And I love, you know, something you and I talked about um, was some of, uh, some of this around the profit and getting your time back and all those things. So I wanted to hear it from you because you say it so much yeah. prettier than I do. And you got a great podcast
1: <laughs> voice, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. And, you know, Profit's an important piece. I mean, we're in business to make money, right? Let's face it. Um, You know, There's no hiding that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, we open a business because we want to make money. And why do we want to make money? Because we want a better life. And the only way you can make more money is if you have these things aligned and humming like a system that should be working, cohesive, communicated, clear, all of those different things. And so that it's simple for everybody to understand. It's simplifying entrepreneurship, right? We're simplifying our business in ways through systems and frameworks that are going to alleviate those issues and generate more profit. And when you generate more profit, then you can actually make choices. And when you can make choices, what are you making choices of? Well, in my case, it might be like, hey, I own a business, but I want to start another business. Or maybe you want to buy some rental properties with it. Or maybe you want to hire a manager, an operations manager. You want to hire more salespeople. You want to hire some more administration staff to take away some of the burdens and duties that you do. I call it love it or leave it. So I have a whole process around in my business too that I take my clients through and it's really, what do you truly love and you're spending most of your time or you want to spend most of your time doing and what do you truly not love? And then there's some other areas in there, but basically you want to be working and living in the zone of, the area that you truly love. And, you know, I, I said I've owned shoe stores. Well, I only spend probably on average eight to 10 hours a week working with my shoe store business. And I spend most of my time working, doing this stuff with simplifying entrepreneurship, because this is my true passion. It gives me energy. It fills me up. It doesn't drain me. It's I've found what I truly love. And I spending most of my time. And the only way I could do that, Heath, is because I've set my business up to deliver that back to me. That's awesome.
0: And that's a lot of times, again, going back to what we talk about in the insurance space a lot, and probably in other spaces you talk to, I just know the insurance space because 20 yep. years of my life, I'm yep. second generation, that's all I've ever known, but working on your business and not in your business, Yeah, and that is something that we talk about a lot in this industry, it's the big talk, and a lot of people, we've been talking about this for years, Sure, but- if you can get to that place where you're not burnt out working in your business, eight to five, nine to five or six to six or whatever that looks like and working, setting up your business so you can work on it, not in it.
1: That's essentially what I do every day with the people that I help. I mean, like I'm taking them through these steps that we've talked today. We're getting their thinking around. This can actually come true. This can actually happen. And I can, you know, I, 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 I live, what I preach. And that's, like I said, why we're having this conversation today. I've got an awesome team. We have awesome systems. In fact, in the last eight months, we've had, um, you know, we were closed for four months earlier in the year due to government lockdowns, things that are uncontrollable to us. Since we were open, we had seven out of eight best ever months. And I have been in my business in the shoe business less than I ever have. Because we have the systems, because we have the people, because we have the products, the process, and the promise aligned and working and humming, it's actually doing better than even when I was there. And that's because people have accountability. they know what they're doing, they know where they're right. going. All of those things are aligned properly and it does you can't do this overnight. It doesn't happen tomorrow. People say, well, how long does this take? Well, it depends on how structured your business is already and how much you want it to be. I mean it can take anywhere from you know a month or two to a year or two or maybe even five years until you really get it you know the way you want it. But the fact of the matter is is you have to start and you have to actually, take the action. You can't just, I, I call it ideate about it and postulate about it. You actually have to activate. So you ideate and postulate about all the things we've talked about, all the things that need to change, all the things that, that aren't quite right, that just need a little bit of tweaking. And then you activate. And what do you activate? You activate the lowest hanging fruit, fruit, and then you just kind of roll it from there. And as, as you see these winds happening, it's like, Oh, that was good. Ooh, that was good. It gets more contagious and you just like, oh, I, you know, this, I want this to be even better and I want this to be even better. And you have this mindset around, you know, just making things better so that the system's humming and you really are working in your area of genius, whatever that may be, because it's uniquely yours.
0: Right, so yeah, I think that's awesome. And so you've got this book coming out. Do you have a a, a release date on the book yet? Okay, I
1: don't. I haven't even got the first draft done. But uh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm in. We'll the, be
0: looking. Yeah. We'll be looking for the book. But yeah, cool, if, man. If they want to contact you. Do you have an email address, a website that people can go to?
1: Sure do, sure do. So if you Google simplifying entrepreneurship, I know it's a long one, but uh, simplifying entrepreneurship, you'll find my website, you'll find my podcast, all that sort of stuff. If you need to get a hold of me, I'm most active on LinkedIn at Pete Moore, P-E-T-E-M-O-H-R. Or you can reach me by email if you like to chat about some stuff or uh, hook on a call. Pete, um, sorry, Pete at Moore, M-O-H-R dot coach. So Pete at Moore dot coach. That's Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out in Insurance Town with us today, talking about your book that you're going to have coming out, talking about your piece, talking about all the things you do, all the things that I've been preaching for years that they can finally hear it from somebody else. You know, it's one thing to hear it from mom and dad, but to hear it from yeah. somebody else, you know, it always helps. You know, raising three yeah. kids, I deal with that a lot. So thank you for coming on and hanging out with us and talking about these things and just having a fun conversation with me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, bro.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Heath. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much
0: for checking out the show today and my conversation with Mr. Pete Moore. I really hope that this conversation added some value to your day-to-day. It is my goal with this podcast to help you be a better insurance professional. And if you have an idea for your own show, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Uh, and tell Ryan that I sent you. You'll be proud that you did. He does a great job. All I do is talk and record, and he does the editing, and he does all the publishing and all of the good stuff behind the scenes to make the mayor look good. GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys, and I'll hang out with you again next week.